and happy to be here. It's Arlene Bunn and for John Oakley before this long weekend. There's a little pitch. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk beer. We're going to talk grilling, all those things. And, you know, we've just been going through some of the news, getting ready for the news. We know that people are in on the highway. They're heading to cottage country or they're hanging around or whatever. One of the big news stories has been um, fires happening across Canada. We know there's been a lot of fires still burning in California as well. And these forest fires in Ontario have been expanding in some area, and there's been a lot of smoke impact. And for a lot of people in cottage country, this is still a very, very big story. We're going to talk about it and what it means, big picture. Joining me is Merritt Turetsky, who's Associate Professor and Canada Research Chair at the University of Guelph. Merritt, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Arlene. All right, Merritt, you know, is this, first of all, a lot of fires? For people in their mind who say, I don't remember this many, can you put it into perspective for us? Well, you know, the message I've been trying to get out to people this summer and particularly approaching this long weekend Um, You know, fire is always part of the existence of the boreal forest. We live amongst the boreal forest. And so we really have depended on fire. Um, Over time, though, the data are showing that fires in parts of Canada, now in particular Western Canada, are certainly getting larger. They're getting more serious. They're getting more severe and having more severe consequences for ecosystems. Here in Ontario, we periodically do have large fire seasons like the one Mm -hmm. we're going to see play out on the landscape this year. Mm -hmm. We are far from over in terms of having the fire season complete yet. So time will tell in terms of whether this turns out to be an unusually large fire season. We still have a couple months left to go. But they are growing in frequency. It's not just our imagination. They are, particularly in Western Canada. Now, the fires here in Ontario are unusual this year because of such severe Mm -hmm. fire risk and the flammability following that strong heat wave. Now, cottagers have been loving the great swimming weather, Mm -hmm. but of course, this puts a damper. You know, there have been fire bans all throughout cottage country ever since that strong heat wave. And so this really increased fire risk. So regardless of how the area burned is going to turn out this year, I think because these fires are burning so severely and because they're burning close to us, close to our settlements, close to things that we hold dear to our hearts, this is going to turn out to be an unusual fire season for Ontario. And it is. And in the bigger picture, some experts are saying forest fires are going to become more widespread, more destructive. We knew, we know that Perry Sound 33, that forest fire is growing and people were fleeing. Yeah. Those images are very hard for us to get out yeah. of our minds here. Would oh, you yeah. agree that the word destructive Destructive is operative here. Absolutely. You know, we can't invoke climate change when we're looking at any single fire or any single fire year. But if we step back and look at the complete data, we have decades worth of fire data collected by fire managers. We reconstruct fire history using longer term tools at our disposal. And we then use models to project forward. And all of those lines of scientific data show Fire is going to become more a part of our culture and our existence here in Canada moving into the future as an outcome of climate change. 
again, more so in the West than other parts of Canada, but even here in Ontario, we will see more fire. So we, we need to start getting used to being fire adapted and using fire smart technology. And when you say fire smart technology, does that mean, I mean, a lot of these you hear uh, humans started them and it was always a big, we remember, you know, Smokey the Bear and all that stuff. That's right. uh, do we need to be retrained on the severity of fire? Do people maybe not take it so seriously in these dry spells? You know, I think as we're moving out and proliferating into the forest, either by, you know, um, you know, moving our homes out mm-hmm. into the forest or just by camping and enjoying our beautiful lands, um, we do. We think more about wildlife, I think, wildlife encounters than fire encounters, and mm-hmm. that does need to change. Now, quick stat, you know, in the past, 90% of our fires were lightning initiated. Today, half are ignited by humans. Now, ignitions is only one part of the story, um, but, you know, we could go really far in preserving fire regimes and protecting our communities by just preventing those ignitions and then also managing our fuels properly that's another really what do you mean by that what do you mean managing? well so fire you know there's like a a classic recipe for wildfire you need those ignition sources and Mm -hmm. there's plenty to go around in the boil forest we have lots of lightning strikes those are actually predicted to become more frequent with climate change and a turbulent climate system so we're not an ignited we're not limited by ignitions Really, I think the key is fuels. So if we have lots of debris on the landscape, lots of dry fuels, this is plant biomass, peat layers, you know, all of the things that make our boreal forests very Mm -hmm. iconic and productive. These are the things Mm -hmm. that burn. Yeah, that's right. But these are what is burning when they get dry. So there are ways we can think about managing those fuel loads prescribed burning, fight fire with fire. That's one tool that's used all around the world. We certainly use that in places here. Mm-hmm. We might need to start using that more broadly. Homeowners can clear, you know, a lot of debris from their lands. Um, you know, these are going to help fight fires at urban interfaces and in suburban interfaces. They won't do much in those big remote fires that we have burning, you know, pretty regularly in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but ones in terms yeah. of keeping fires away from property and people, I mean, that's what we really need to think about managing moving into the future. Merritt Tretsky, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. You have a great long weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. Merritt is with the Canada Research Chair, University of Guelph, as we talk about the importance of forest fires, not just around Canada, in northern Ontario. Um, I've got a picture here on the television as we're talking, and they're, they're making progress in the fire. So it's amazing when you watch it, how tough and it's burning in the peat, as she just mentioned. How the heck? How the heck do you get rid of it? And it's one thing, it's one of those things you, you talk to people, interviewed a lot of people in fires in Ontario and in Canada and out west. And you can just say, see in their in their minds, there was a moment where they just never, ever thought this would happen to them. A moment where they felt so humble. A moment when they're fleeing. Anybody who's gone through a fire feels that way.